okay, now we get married. I guess we should have kids. Yeah. I'm and just going to run my business this way. And hopefully I get a 3% raise. I'm going to just throw a penny in a well. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. By now, you, our listeners, know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use ExpressPay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity-free and Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. Tap the link in our bio to learn about how Aura Salonware can elevate your business or visit aurasalonware.com slash DTH. So... One of the phenomena, phenomena? Is that the plural? Phenomena. Phen- <laughs> phenomena is the plural of phenomenon, right? David, wrong okay. One of the phenomena, <laughs> that doesn't sound right, but I think it's right. Of- One of the wild things that happens <laughs> when, when you start coaching, and not just in our program, any sort of personal responsibility coaching. Personal growth and development. Yeah. You'll get divorced. <laughs> Something friendships break up. Friendships are divorces friendships happen. Friendships are not the first to go. Yeah, they are relationships. It's always boyfriend, I, girlfriend, husband, wife. I will say, usually the person that comes to coaching is because they are having challenges within their business or their relationship. There's, there's we, I think it's important that everyone. It's not that the coaches are making you get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> It, Sometimes it's like, oh, okay. So here's, talk to your therapist about that. Here's the deal. Okay. Let's, here's the tea. Let's get into it. We know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as trained coaches that an individual signs up for a coaching program for two reasons. One, they want a sense of belonging. Yeah. And two, something's wrong. They think they know what it is, but they don't. It's always a reactive response because the reality, no one ever joins, no one ever starts therapy, no one ever starts coaching, no one ever actively seeks self-help and says, everything's great right now. I should fuck it all up. (laughs) You know, you should start when things are good. It's funny that- I wish more people would because they're in a a more conscious place to be like, I know I'm going to open things up and expose things that are very difficult and I want to change and I want to grow and I want to elevate- but that's not ever the case, unfortunately. We have gone, I think we've gone through, I guess I can count personally. I've gone through a lot of divorces. divorces with, with students. students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it happens out of nowhere. The first I would thing, say one a, I average one a year. Yeah, like we'll be doing, the funny thing is, is that our methods, we always start with our foundations in our program, which are. I, I just want to also be clear, we aren't coaching you on your marriage. <laughs> oh yeah, and we're not coaching you to get a divorce. It just, like it, it shocks me and I, it's always a side effect and symptom of what I think is a successful coaching relationship because I think a lot of people... People are going to be like, I'm scared to get a coach. <laughs> well, they already were, mm-hmm. and now they're really terrified. Mm-hmm. But I I think what happens is, and I can tell you what happened to me when I when I started coaching when I was I younger. I got a divorce after. I got a coach. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't married, so I didn't have the opportunity, but I definitely left. I definitely would have divorced whoever I was with. <laughs> yeah. But I, I grew and changed so much through a self-development 
experience mm-hmm. that the if the other person wasn't going to keep up, it just wasn't going to work. And you're, you're dating a different person. Th- and unfortunately, they're dating it. Exactly. Yeah, like they are, they didn't You're now opening this. your eyes to the things because you have more value within yourself. You're, there's a lot more self-love happening and it sounds cliche, but it's true. And through that, you realize, wow, I don't want that or I don't want to be treated that way. And also... It's also very unfair to hope that when you change that everyone else will change. Yeah. So it's unfair because I think something happens when people go into coaching, they think, oh, I wish my husband could have a coach or I wish my kids could. it's like you're actually your husband and your kids are doing exactly what they want to do mm-hmm. where they are in their life is exactly where they want to be and you have made choices to change yeah that doesn't make you better it makes you different and therefore you have to decide is are you happier being different or do you want to or are you happier being some you know some other version of yourself for someone yeah. else and, well I also think then there's the other side of it too where we've actually seen a partner be so inspired by the change yeah. that took place within the person that was in coaching yep. that they decided to I need coach. to do something too or I want to be a part of what you're learning and that is my favorite because it's so beautiful but usually when the divorce or the breakup or the separation happens it's because the other person truly is just like not in a place of wanting to be responsible for their own growth in that moment. I can't remember where I learned this so someone can Google it but apparently there's a study done of, like, there was a study done where people were asked that were divorced, when did you know uh, that you were going to get a divorce? Yeah. And the study showed that the number one answer was the day I got, the day I got married. Yeah. I mean, I knew, (laughs) I knew the day that I got, not, I, you know, what's funny, my first marriage, I knew, we were very young and she, she, she was a little younger than me, but not by much, but, I knew the day we got married, what the fuck are we doing? Wow. The, we got married because it wasn't legal. Right. And then we got married again when it was legal. And both of them, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? So, but, you know, with Astrid, my Is that why you wife, broke your foot and yeah, there was a lot of drama happened? With my current wife, I I knew it was real because I, I didn't feel that way at all. It was the most beautiful, magical moment ever. And I yeah. just, that... That that study kind of surprised me that like so many people knew yeah. and they just did it. They ignore it. And I think when you do go into it's easier. I think when you go into coaching and you be, and you're working with the right person and you become more conscious, you become more aware of yourself and how much control you really do have over your life. Uh, you know, you go through all the grieving process of like, oh, this is a lot. I'm mm-hmm. scared, and then you're like, oh, I can't ever go back. And Once I, you know that you have that that you're capable of that, you can never go back. Yeah, and I, it's just so interesting to me that the alternative to that is that you just do the things and you... You just live your life like that. You're just like, okay, now we get married. I guess we should have kids. Yeah. I'm just going to run my business this way. And hopefully I get a 3% raise. I'm going to just throw a penny in a well. (laughs) I don't know what people do. Well, that brings, there's been all, there's been a lot of talk. Sid's an alien. She doesn't know what people do. (laughs) She's like, people throw pennies in wells for good luck, right? <laughs> Rub your belly. That's I don't people's know. IRA, IRA fund now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's been all these like 
you know, when we first started coaching, we had coaches really young. We talk about it all the time. But when we first started coaching, um, there wasn't a lot of us in our industry. And now it's everyone's a coach, right? Everyone's Just like a fucking coach. Everyone was it's an educator when there was no education. Now, and that's fine. That, I don't think that that's a problem. Um, but what is a problem is a lot of people have not been coaching or not constantly doing their self-work. And we talk about it all the time. Like, our coach holds us so fucking accountable so that we don't, so we are the best for you all. And here, like, are, we're here, doing our own work. Here are three rules mm -hmm. that you should live by when looking to work with a coach. Number one, do they have a coach? Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, do not work with them. Yep. Number two, are they in therapy? If the answer is no, do not work with them. Because I will pause on that one because being a coach, you need a therapist because it's being a, lot. a human, you need a therapist. Yeah. But if you have a and coach third, who does not have a therapist, their own coach, not and or, I'm and, and, well, I guess this one isn't um, necessary. But you like to look for it, you know. Like, I want to know if, like, you are taking medication for your mental health. <laughs> I guess that's not necessary, but. Not everyone has to, but I. But for me, I, it's, are you doing the work that you're teaching? Yeah. We hold our coaches super accountable to that. Because I'm like, how can you be teaching them that if you're not going to do it? And and then they're like, oh, my God. And that's the point. We're still coaching our coaches. I our think coaches have coaches. And I think it's important to know that when you... There are coaches out there that are just self-proclaimed coaches. Yeah. Which, cool, whatever. Everyone has something to teach. Um, but if you're looking... I think everyone has something valuable to teach. But, yeah. like, are you causing harm? Oh, that's not even... It's the answer is always yes. But... Um, <laughs> Is is what you're learning connected to anything besides that person? Yeah. Which then we're getting to the cult cult stuff because yeah. there's a lot of coaching methods out there that are very culty, and yeah. they you you have to do things this way. I think way. anything with a community feels culty, you know. And unfortunately, people think we yeah. yeah. I mean, we get we accused of running a cult. <laughs> I wish we'd probably make more money if we did, but the the difference is. The information that we're teaching, it's not me. It's not you and I at the top, and that's the end of the train. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know? It's like the information that we're teaching is, you know, half our experience, half what we're Actually, learning. it's majority experience because we're we're doing the things that we're telling our students to do. But, but. I mean, like, it, we're in the teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like we didn't come up with how to streamline your overhead. Yeah. Like, we didn't make that up. Yeah. It's not rocket science. We didn't science. make up emotional intelligence. We're no. just choosing that as our niche. Yeah. And it's like, when you get with people who, th when you start working with people that think or teach you that the only way to get ahead is by being with them. I mean, most corporations are cults. I know. <laughs> a lot of beauty, a lot of beauty brands are We're very culty. We're the best. Blah, blah. I will say, so the, like recently, a lot of people have been like, I invested so much money and it was, you know, crappy coaching and blah, 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 blah. Um, not with us, but I'm saying like so, like someone recently had spent a lot of money. <laughs> I know, I'm like, this she wasn't started, something that happened to us. Should have started with that. I know, right? Um, someone <laughs> recently invested like tens of thousands of dollars into coaching. It was a horrible experience and they publicly talked about it just as a warning sign to what to look for. And I think that is, it is important to talk about your experience and it's not the money part that bothers me. Um, I've spent way more than $10,000 on coaching. Absolutely. It's because if... Yes, there are different levels of price points for coaching, and you have to pick the coach that's in your price point. Um, I, I think what I what I agree with is when it becomes levels of coaching. Yeah, where to move on, you have to invest more. Mm -hmm. That is not 
okay. So something we do, we call it, we call it forever coaching. You stay in as long as you find it beneficial. And you give us a vial of your blood. <laughs> you sign a contract your with that blood. child and a I don't toenail. see anything wrong with that. <laughs> that is just that's the standard that's just business. We're just doing one oh one. Yes. Um, another thing is that we're not afraid to fire a student because, again, I, I've said it in multiple podcasts, if a student's coming to us and they're saying that they don't have the finances to participate in our program, then don't. I'm not going to let someone go good. in debt to be in my program. And I think that's the problem with a lot of coaches, that they will take anybody because they are looking at them as this is money. So they're not really looking at them as like, I want to help you, where you and I have said from the get-go, money is always a result. How many students can we get to How can we help? help? Yeah. How can we open salons? How can we change? How can we just remove toxicity in this industry? And I think when you really start to focus on that, and also if you're looking for a coach, do your research, talk to their students, um, really look at what you're going to get. But I also, just just to be fair, yeah. you if you spend $10,000 and it was a bad experience, that's really not anyone else's fault but your own. Yeah, You can try to hold someone accountable, but and they should be held accountable. And they should be held accountable, but you we can't... We have to be personally responsible, too. Yeah, we like, invested in it. You invested in it. Yeah. And, and you know what? Sometimes you invest in things that and are they don't bad. work out. Yeah. I also... Um, we don't do contracts. No contracts. Like, the actual contract that our students sign are to say, is this is what oath. you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is what we're going to give you. And it's and it's also... Um, like I said, we've, we've fired students because if they're not doing the work, this isn't a gym membership. I want to spend time with students that are actually invested in the, the work. Speaking of gym memberships, every gym membership I've ever had has to be illegal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I remember I was trying to cancel a gym membership once. Again, but it's on me, right? Because I signed the paperwork. You signed up. Yep. I signed up. I paid. I, you know, I can be mad at them for holding me to what I signed. Which you is still fine. signed the paper. So I'm trying to cancel. I can't remember what gym it was, but it was in Florida somewhere. And they're like, well, you need to have a doctor's note or a death certificate or or proof <laughs> that you're leaving the country. And I finagled. <laughs> I have friends in Israel. And I finagled that I was going on a birthright trip mm. to Israel. For, to get out of a gym membership. To get out of a gym membership and it fucking worked. So <laughs> moral of... Immoral of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go on a birthright trip to Israel. <laughs> and you'll, you you'll know what? They will not fuck with that. Yeah. They're not trying to hurt the Jews. But you know what cracks me up about people holding people hostage to a program that they sent out? And I understand the money part. Like you've paid money. You've, you've, you've been in contract with six months or whatever. Like let's say you signed it. But like if I have a student that's just like, I do not want to work with I'm you. Like, girl, and I'm not here's your value. money. Here's your money. I, I'm gonna rip I don't want to work with you either. I'm gonna rip up any contract we buy. Yeah. It's not worth it. I I'm like uh, I'm the same, I'm on the same page as you. Maybe I also even more so to the point of like, I'm just more like you don't you're not happy? Give them their money yeah, back. Yeah, why are Go we trapping away. people? We don't need it's not worth it's mm-hmm. not worth it. We're the opposite of a cult. Yeah, I'm like, it's not worth it. <laughs> I don't want anybody. Yeah. I don't want anyone to come in. <laughs> I also, like I said, I'm confident in our coaching methods that, you know, we've had students for years and years and years, and we have boomerang students. They leave, they take a pause, they come back. I mean, that's a testimonial to, you know, what we're coaching and what we're teaching. And I think, and our coaches and what they're doing. And I think that's the important part is like, what are yeah, they we might doing? have a couple people that might not want to be in it and that's okay. Or maybe they're not ready to do the work or whatever it is. And we give them their money back or, you know, but then we have a lot of people more so that want to be in it. 
Someone asked me one time what qualifies you to be a coach, which is one of my favorite uh, questions because it's a good question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I have qualifications, like I have certificates and mm-hmm. all this certificates, but proof. I, <laughs> I gotta be honest, I didn't. Those certificates that I have are not what makes me. I'm like technically we're both certified life coaches, but yeah, like, what does that but even those, mean? You know, we got those just to have them mm-hmm. in case someone asked that question, but we don't use what we learn from those places. We actually um, use different tools and and really obviously like any consulting or coaching, you rely on your experiences. But it's just funny when someone says what, what qualifies me because though I have the qualifications that I guess one would look for, I think what qualifies me is the fact that I want to help people and I'm willing to willing to risk my own reputation for everyone else. Yeah. I think that's what qualifies me to be a coach. I, I, I 100% agree Do you, with you. 100p agree? <laughs> for sure. And I think that's what, like, I feel bad for these people being taken advantage by certain coaching companies, but also those coaching companies could have changed someone else's life. And that's why I think you have to be very specific when you're going to invest your money in anything of really understanding, are you getting what you paid for in the sense of what was told to you? Also, why ask yourself why you're trying to get a coach. Yeah. What's the to, root? Because if you're trying to find a group of people that you can hang out with... Those are just friends, and you shouldn't pay for friends. What you're describing is friendship, <laughs> and you should not go into a program for it. Community, okay, mate, we're getting a little... That's okay. Community's okay. But unless you're going into coaching with the mentality of, like, I want to grow, change, develop, make more money, learn, be pushed... Be, you know, be held accountable. Be held accountable. Then, then yes, then you're ready. I want to be personal responsible, personally responsible for everything. But we have life. a team of people that do our enrollment calls, and it's alarming how many of those calls when they say, "What makes you? What? Why? Why are you interested in joining Destroy the Hairdresser as coaching program?" And a lot of the answer is, "I don't really know." Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know that when you say that on, a, on an enrollment call, we have there's a red flag for us because. You not really knowing why you're doing it means that you're not really, I don't know if you're ready. You're not or, ready, yeah. You're not. We usually suggest you to take a curiosity, class or like. Curiosity kills the cat. We've even recommended other coaching programs. We either, you know, or we'll be like, maybe you should join, you know, our community and just Just listen there. to that podcast. We've also funny. said that. Why don't you listen to the podcast? <laughs> and when you're ready to decide what you want your coach to help you with, then you come back. And what other coaching programs are doing that? And I hope most, I hope more people do. I hope more programs do. Because right now I think the goal is, yes, we want to make a living and a very, a very profitable one, but I also want it to be not toxic. That's it. I don't have anything else to say. You said it all. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Come to cool teen movie night, but you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. And you're like, hold That's on a minute. Right. Hold on a minute. I'm just here to watch a cool movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hair show. <laughs>